Hello, listeners. Welcome to Laurie's Lounge. I'm your host today, Laurie Rose, and I am here with the super wonderful Lissa. Lissa, how are you doing today? I am doing well today. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's raining here, which is nice. So, uh, although it's been super hot lately, so I, uh, with the rain, it always tends to get like super muggy and sticky. And I hate that feeling, especially when I'm sat at my computer desk. <laughs> yeah. It's super hot here today. It's sunny and it's like 90 degrees, but you're like not your, your state is not very far from mine. So you're probably going to be sending it to me. <laughs> Yeah, and we're like right by the beach too, so I feel like it's like warmer here, or it's like it feels like it's more humid. I don't know if that's like the case, but it definitely feels that way. But I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for wanting to be on and wanting to join. I was actually quite surprised that you asked me. So. <laughs> I was like thinking of reaching out to um, stream it like when I began you know thinking about this whole idea oh I really want to start a podcast and you know I had a couple of friends who were like your voice would be great for a podcast I was like you know what that's actually not a bad idea um, so when I was thinking about it your name like instantly popped up in my head because we like we always have a good laugh we're always having a giggle and I just instantly knew that you would be a great guest on a podcast so Oh, thank you. You're welcome. So if you would like to introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners, just let them know like where everybody can find you, your links and that sort of good stuff. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm all over the place right now. So um, I am known as either Alyssa VR or Alyssa Plays, and you can find me on YouTube at Lissa underscore VR. I am also on Twitch at Lissa underscore Plays with two Zs at the end of Plays. And I'm also on Twitch. Uh, I'm sorry, on Twitter. I get Twitter and Twitch mixed up. So <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Plays underscore VR, and I'm on Twitch at, oh my God, I don't even know anymore, at Lissa Plays. (laughs) (laughs) I need to combine everything into one. I'm so over the place. I know. Well, I tried to change my Twitter and Instagram to Laurie Rose, but apparently that's taken. So I had to have like Laurie Rose TV uh, because it's kind of the closest I could think of to Laurie Rose. But it kind of, it bugs me a bit that everything is not the same. You know, so yes, me too. So when I when I went to Twitch, I tried to do Lissa Plays because originally on YouTube it was Lissa Plays VR. So I wanted to to shorten it just to Lissa Plays, but yeah. it was taken, and that's why I had to add the extra Z at the end so that I could still have that name. Yeah, I guess because now like you do the VR and non VR, I guess Lissa Plays fits a little bit right. more too. Right. And I'm actually thinking, um, I actually just put a thing out on uh, my Discord and on Twitter today asking people if they would like me to combine both the flat screen and the VR on Twitch because I've been getting asked a lot about VR lately and I thought it might be nice to kind of open up that door to people who haven't seen it yet. Ooh, yeah. I think there's like, there's a big market on Twitch for VR too. And I don't think there's many VR streamers. No, and most of the ones that are on VR, I know already. So, like, oh. I, uh, I, you know, I, you know, I'm very good for. I have a lot of VR friends from YouTube. Yeah. So I thought it would be nice to kind of combine both communities into one. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, so that sort of brings me to like my first question: what What is it about VR that appeals to you? Like, why? You know, what What about VR? 
did you kind of fall in love with? Um, everything. The second <laughs> I put on the very first headset was a uh, PlayStation VR I got in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, put on the headset for the first time, and they have this like little like beginner setup intro thing, and uh, I instantly just fell in love with that because. It's so immersive. You put that mm-hmm. headset on and you are no longer in your living room. You are somewhere else in a completely different world. You can turn around yeah. 360 degrees and it's everywhere. You see your hands. You can reach for things. You can grab for things. Mm-hmm. And it is absolutely amazing. And then the more I started to learn about it, you know, it takes gaming, especially horror gaming, which is what I primarily do. Yeah. Um, but it takes beyond beyond gaming. So People are using it to train employees, emergency service staff, um, yeah. to simulate emergencies. They're using it to train pilots. They're using it in universities now for educational purposes. Um, I have some friends that are disabled and are in wheelchairs that are able to play a game like The Climb and Climb Mountains, something that <gasps> yeah. they would normally never be able to do. So, and, and it's advancing so much that I don't, I can't even keep up with it at this point. Yeah. Um, but it's just there's so many possibilities for it, and it's only a few years old, um, and it's not quite mainstream yet. But it's getting mm-hmm. there very quickly, and with the pandemic, it's really helped bring people closer together as well. Yeah, I completely agree. And actually, when you mentioned the PlayStation VR, that was the first VR that I tried too. Um, <laughs> I did uh, Job Simulator. I don't know if you played that one. Oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> my kids my kids actually love Job Simulator and Vacation Simulator. <laughs> yes, I saw Vacation Simulator. I don't have it, but I do want to play that. Um, but I just loved how like goofy it was, how like it truly it's so weird how it really makes you feel like you're there, like mentally it puts you into that position and it's just I don't understand how VR works, but it's amazing and I'm fascinated yes. by it. It is, and I have a lot of uh, VR friends that um, have, like, I had someone tell me today that um, uh, now they can't play pancake mode, which is flat screen mode, anymore, because once yeah. they put on VR, nothing is the same. It's it's completely different, and um, I, <laughs> I put on my VR headset today for the first time in a few months, and I was like, you know what? I was kind of getting a little, like, complacent with Phasmo on the PC, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to try it in VR again because I haven't done it in months. And I got in there and I was like, oh, my God. The first thing I thought was, could you imagine this with Dixper? <laughs> oh, it would just be <gasps> Wait, would that work? I guess so. I, I be- it, would, it should work because the Dixper works on Twitch, I think. So it should work. It is something that I want to try because, I, I mean, I could just imagine, like, just suddenly – somebody throwing up the loading screen in front of me when I have so many issues streaming VR to begin with, I think, you know, it would just be, it would be hilarious. And when I, when I was playing today, uh, I found, I found the ghost in the living room and I was like, where are you? And he stomped right behind me. And literally (laughs) I turned around real quick and I was like, where are you? Like it's completely different in VR because you literally hear them right behind you. And it's, it's insane. I've been told, I've been told that like by so many people that I have to play in VR and I have the Oculus Quest 2, um, but I still haven't hooked it up to the PC. I, well, actually I did try, but I had some issues cause I, I didn't have, well, no, I had the official cable, the Oculus cable, but I didn't have the, mm-hmm. uh, ability to actually plug it in anywhere cause I needed like an adapter. So I had to wait for that. So I was having some right. issues with lag and stuff like that. So I'm hoping now that I have the, 
the cable and the adapter that it will work. So that's definitely something I want to jump into at some point. Yeah, um, it's, it's, I have a friend of mine I just reached out to today who uh, actually helped me set up virtual desktop on my laptop. Yeah. And, yeah, that's what I had uh, too. Yep, and I have a desktop now, and I just reached out to him today because I was like, I, I forgot how to set it up. Can you help me set it up on my desktop? Because <laughs> I don't know any of the technical stuff. And oftentimes, yeah. he'll just remotely access my computer and just do it for me. So Aww, <laughs> it's easier that way. <laughs> that's awesome that you have friends there to, like, help with anything that you need. That's that's what I, I have Jade for. I'm just like, Jade. <laughs> <laughs> well you ha- I, I have like i have all these people in my community you're lucky jade lives there with you i have to contact people like True. you know i have bubble in my discord who like whenever i have an internet, i'm like hey can you help me with this <laughs> like please because <laughs> i don't know any computers though so the ultimate question is though have you tried to smudge the porch in vr you know what? I haven't yet. I did. I, you know, it's, it's funny shocked. because when you use the smudge sticks in VR, it's completely different because when you do it on the computer, right, you have to have the lighter and you have to have the smudge stick and you have to yeah. hit F, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in VR, you have the smudge stick in one hand and the lighter in the other hand, and you literally put the two together and you hit the trigger button and it lights if we're like oh, really lighting it. That's neat. And it's really, really cool. So, But I want to save smudging the porch for... The, the stream because yeah. <laughs> I think that would just be just be hilarious. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the great things about VR too. I feel like it makes games more realistic. Like it makes them feel more realistic right. and, and you know, like you said, immersive too. So it really just makes you feel like you're doing the thing rather than using yep. the controller and doing the thing. You're doing the thing. It's really well, cool. right. Like I I dropped something at one point and I had to physically, you know, in my house, bend down to pick it up. Yeah. Um, and and so it, it, it does. It makes it a lot more like you're there. It makes it a lot more intense. And any horror game in VR is going to be so much. I have so many horror games in VR that I just cannot wait to stream because um, they're just <clears throat> so much more intense. Yeah, I saw I saw on your YouTube channel, actually, that you played Paranormal Activity. Yes, I want to play that on the stream as well. Oh, I, I haven't really gotten all the way through it yet. It looks but, terrifying. Uh, I, it is, but I but see me when I get scared, I laugh. Oh, so like when I played Devour and uh, she jumps up in your face, I started laughing. I swear sometimes too, but I started started laughing at her, and I just started like swearing at her. It was just it was just funny because like, I don't know, that's just how I react. Yeah, well, we all have like diff- different ways we react and deal with things, don't we? So, um, but yeah, I screamed so much when I played Devour that I actually had a sore throat the next day. So that was me. That's how I react. It's it's funny because I have very rarely found a game that will make me audibly scream. The only time I screamed playing a horror game was the first time I played Five Nights at Freddy's um, in VR because um, I was still getting used to the VR. And I knew the jump scare was coming. So I closed my eyes in the VR headset. I I put my head down, put my arm over my face. (laughs) <laughs> and I felt like because my arm was covering my eyes, if I opened my eyes, I'd be okay, forgetting I was wearing the headset. So when I <laughs> opened my eyes, he was still there, and I screamed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is the only time I've ever screamed during a horror game. So I still haven't found that uh, scream factor, I guess you could say. Yeah. I, I'm I'm fairly certain there will be a game out there at some point, or maybe when we get Dixper involved. Uh, so you you definitely let me know where Dixper's working because I plan to suck up on crates. 
I definitely will. Even though I'm not uh, streaming right now, I'm taking a break. Um, I'm working behind the scenes to get my channel set up the way I want it and, uh, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. So it, it's coming. Yeah, because you've been on a little bit of a break recently, haven't you? But yes. you're coming back soon. Yes. Yes, my husband uh, may or may not be needing surgery soon. He's got to go mm. um, in the beginning of June to the hospital to have some tests run. And uh, I've been in physical therapy twice a week. So it's mm. just taken up a lot of my time. And yeah. I don't want to have this inconsistent schedule. Yeah, definitely. No, that's completely understandable. Um, obviously, I hope that the surgery and everything goes well, too. Um, and I look forward to you coming back and scaring the shit out of you. <laughs> Well, you know, it's going to be a task, but we'll, <laughs> we'll I've, been, I've been playing horror since I was 13, so it's yeah. something that, uh, that I love. Um, so when I, when I got my Oculus Quest 2, I got it for Christmas. It was a surprise community gift. I don't know if you were there for that. I think maybe. I wasn't. Oh, okay. I, hadn't, I think I met you at the beginning of this year. <gasps> really? Oh, I thought it was longer mm-hmm. than that. I feel like I've known you for like ever. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I when I got my Oculus Quest 2, I got a couple of like VR games on Steam, even though I was having issues connected to Steam and stuff. Um, but anyway, I played a few like random free games on the Oculus Store and whatnot. Um, but the only issue that I found with the with the VR is it would get about an hour into having the headset on. And I'd find that I get like a lot of, like a, quite a bad headache and quite a lot of motion sickness. Mm. Is that something Mm. that you get now and again or suffer with at all? I don't. I know a lot of people do. And I know most games will come with um, settings where you can adjust your comfort level. Some people find it easier to play seated. Some people find they have this thing that a lot of games are now uh, having that I have to turn off as soon as I see it because it bugs me. But uh, when you are standing, I don't know what it's called, but when you're standing still, you can see all around you. But when you start to move, it turns into like this tunnel vision. Okay. And apparently it's supposed to help with motion sickness. But as somebody who plays horror games, that drives me nuts because I need to see what's going on around me. Like it that makes me, sense. I, I need to be able to. But then there's also, you know, you can do regular walking or teleporting. There's a lot of different things that can help with that. Um, the only game that I ever played that it didn't really give me motion sickness. It kind of uh, I got disoriented in it was a game called Grapple Tournament. And I was playing it in a tournament with a whole bunch of other VR gamers. And I had never played it before. And it's basically you're grappling through the air. You're flying through the air. You're picking up these weapons. You're shooting at other people. It's very fast paced. You have to move around really quickly. And I did terrible. Like everybody scored like their points were like in the 3000s. And I think I had like a 47. (laughs) (laughs) But I met a lot of awesome gamers during that. I had a lot of fun. And I found out later on that that game actually has a seated play position. And a friend of mine told me if you put it in the seated play position and you play it in an office chair that you can spin around in, yeah, it's a lot easier because you're grounded. Oh. You're touching something. You're stable. You're not going to fall over. Yeah. And uh, that was the only game that kind of threw me for a loop. But I do have an issue with heights. So sometimes mm-hmm. games where um, I have to be up high, like Population 1 is similar to uh, Fortnite, and you have to, you know, jump off this uh, this platform or you can uh, pod off the platform and you climb buildings and billboards and stuff like that. I had issues with that because 
I don't like heights, but I kept yeah. playing it and playing it to try to, you know, get over that fear, um, which is another great thing about VR is that you can kind of face your fears in a mm-hmm. controlled and safe environment. Definitely. I love that. I think that's so cool. And I think um, it's, it, it's great for fitness too, I feel, you know, especially if you're standing oh, yes, up. I did you're... my fitness this morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I tried the, uh, it's not, it's not the VR, but I tried the ring fit this morning. I am so amazed mm-hmm. with that. So if there's anyone listening yep. at all who's interested in having like a work, uh, a work from home, like an exercise from home thing and you have a switch ring fit, honestly, I'm shocked at how intense that is. I actually wanted to try that because I have a switch that I never even use most of the time. Um, but I have a Fit XR and I have Supernatural. And Supernatural is cool because you're, it takes you all over the world. So, mm. like, this morning when I did – I mean, this one is a monthly subscription. That's why a lot of people don't like it, but I feel it's totally worth it. Um, but, like, you do one song. Uh, it's kind of like Beat Saber where you're hitting these different yeah. things. And you're doing like squats and you're following through on the notes and everything. But you're, you're standing on this platform uh, on a mountain in Turkey and you're looking over the city and it's actual, I guess it's actual images they've taken. Yeah. Um, and then the next song you might be, you know, s- standing near the pyramids in Egypt. And it's so cool to get you out of your house and, yeah. you know, all over the world. And I absolutely love it. And especially since you mentioned earlier about like being in the pandemic and how VR has really helped, you know, bring people together. I feel like that's really, really cool. Um, especially as a lot of people can't get out or can't travel and stuff like that right now. So that's awesome. Right. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely, I love it. It's, it's, and to connect with people, I have friends from all over the world now, yeah. um, you know, because of VR and because of streaming on Twitch, it's just been so amazing. So you do YouTube and you do Twitch and obviously you have your social media platforms. So why, so you initially began YouTube, didn't you? Yes, I did. I've actually been on YouTube on and off for, um, five years now. Yeah. So what, what made you want to bring Twitch into it as well and do both simultaneously? Um, well, originally when I had, uh, so I've had a lot of YouTube channels. In fact, it's become an ongoing joke that Lissa's always starting a new YouTube channel just because, <laughs> um, <laughs> I know my family's like, you're starting another one. Um, but it's because I have so many interests. There's so many things that I enjoy doing that I like to share with other people. Um, and then usually once I get into it on a channel, I find this isn't something that's practical, practical for me to do long term. Yeah. Um, or something happens and I'm just not, but it's, you know, it's experimenting and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, um, for a long time, I used to feel really guilty about that, but now I'm just like, you know, whatever. But yeah. uh, my family channel that I have up right now has been up for two and a half years. And uh, then I decided to start when we got the VR, to start the VR channel. And when I had to kind of back off the VR a little bit, I found that I was playing mostly Phasmo on my computer. And I'm like, why am I not streaming this? I could just stream this. And um, I had been wanting to try Twitch, and I didn't know anything about it, which was kind of silly. I should have learned about it a little bit first, but I kind of just <laughs> dove in head first. And <laughs> when you're excited, like, oh, here you we do. Go. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm very impatient, so I'm like, once Same. I get an idea, it's like, boom, it's there, and uh, there's oh, no forethought. Whatsoever. I'm exactly the same. I'm exactly the same. I'm like, let's do it I'm, tomorrow. Right, ready. Yeah. I'm so impulsive, and I'm like, nope, right now. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I did that, and it was actually funny because my first stream, 
I literally did not expect anybody to be there. I was like, I actually mm-hmm. watched a video on YouTube of how to stream to no one, like, mm-hmm. because they were talking about, you want to make sure you're talking like there are people there because you never know when somebody's going to come in to yeah. your stream. And so I was like, well, I talk to myself all the time, so that shouldn't be too hard. But <laughs> so I started playing and realized my webcam wasn't working. Couldn't figure out why it wasn't working. My, my camera was on, you know, Streamlabs said everything was working, but there was no camera on the screen. So I was like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and play anyway. And I did. And I had like four people in my stream. And then all of a sudden, Zoe rated me with like 30 people. Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> but I found out later on the reason my cam wasn't working was because I had it underneath my gameplay in Streamlabs. Mm-hmm. So it was on. It was just behind my game. Yeah, so. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, when I began streaming, I was streaming on a, well, I was playing the game on a big TV and then I had subs on a laptop and then I had to chat on my phone. I was using an app mm-hmm. called T-Chat. And so I used to stream from the PS4. So, you know, I could just about have a camera, have the chat and that was it. Like you couldn't have any of the alerts and stuff. Um, so I think PS4 is cool. Like, I think the whole being able to stream directly from the PS4 is really awesome, but it is also very limited in what you could do. Right. Yeah, and the the issue I have with VR is I have a lot of issues streaming VR, um, especially with the chat, because there is an app that you can have where you can have the chat on your wrist and you can kind mm-hmm. of turn your wrist like a watch and you can... I've seen but that. But mine, yeah, mine either... It's supposed to disappear when you put your hand down. Mine never does. And sometimes when I put my hand up, it doesn't show up. So I've had a lot of issues with that. So it's something that I'm going to be working on as I prepare to come back. Yeah. Um, But it's, you know, the first stream that I did, I did in VR. uh, I had the text-to-speech on because I I didn't know that I could put uh, my chat on my phone at that point. Yeah. And when I got raided with that party of 30 and everybody's talking and everybody's cheering, everybody's doing all this stuff, it was oh just crazy noise in my ear. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it yeah. was just crazy. It's so, it's so exciting getting raided, though. Like, I I just love oh, getting raided and the hype when every, everyone comes in and spams the raid message. I just love it. And that's that's what I love about Twitch on YouTube. Like I said, I've been on YouTube for five years. My family channel's up, been up for two and a half years. I'm still struggling to get views. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have five, 000, over 5,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel, and I still struggle to get views on our videos. And on Twitch, it's a little bit easier, especially when you have the ability to raid people. It helps bring people into your channel. True. And I find discoverability is a little bit easier with Twitch. That's very true. And doing them both kind of at the same time, you can direct people, you know, to your YouTube channel and vice versa. So they sort of go hand in hand really well, I feel. Right. And so, I mean, with growth and stuff, social media plays such a huge part in that too. You know, and and like you mentioned earlier, schedule and consistency and stuff like that. Like they're very important things when it comes to growing your channel on twitch and i'm sure it's the same on youtube as well although i don't really understand the youtube algorithm either for what it's worth i'm not really sure how it works um (laughs) i've been learning the algorithm for five years now i can't tell you how many videos i've watched on you know using your keywords and your thumbnails Mm -hmm. and your titles and you know all this other stuff and uh i still like i said i have over five thousand subscribers on my family channel and we just posted a video two days ago, and it got 145 views. And that was like that was 
a large amount for us. Yeah. 5,000 subscribers, we should definitely have more views than that. So it, it is – they've made it a little bit more complicated now too because they got hit with COPPA laws and all this other stuff. So they've made it a bit more challenging. Yeah. And then there was – I vaguely remember a little while ago, there was that whole uh, children's content thing on YouTube. You know, right. where you had to mark Which your the content. Act, yeah. Oh, that's what that was. Sorry. And I didn't realize. Yeah, so that's what – no, that's fine. That's what we have a huge issue with because we are a family channel. My kids are in the channel. And – we do a variety of stuff. So we do like um, we do vlogs and we do challenges and we do skits. But our two most popular skits are the doll maker and the villains. And those are scarier ones. So we don't mark those made for kids, but everything else is marked made for kids. Yeah. But it hurts us. It hurts our algorithm. It hurts uh, the money that we make and everything like that because they mm-hmm. can't show certain ads. We can't have comments and all this other stuff. So it's it's tough. Yeah. Um. So would you say that it's been – beneficial to begin on Twitch as well? Like, have you seen an increased growth on YouTube since beginning on Twitch or like vice versa? Um, you know, I feel like they've both been kind of their own separate entities. Like I have my VR crowd that always watches my VR channel. Um, some of them have come over with me to Twitch. Some of them haven't, and they still stay on my VR channel, which is fine. Um, and, and vice versa. I have a lot of people who are um, on my Twitch that don't go over to my VR channel, and that's why I kind of mm. want to bring the two together because in my Discord, you know, there's a little bit of everything for everybody. We've got VR news and VR chat, and we've got Phasmo chat and Dead by mm-hmm. Daylight, and, you know, just kind of want to – I don't feel that they should be separated just because they're different platforms. I want to bring everybody in together because I also feel like that's going to be great for the VR industry as well for those people who haven't experienced VR yet. Yeah. So would you say to upcoming or new streamers, would you say that it's important or useful to create content on multiple platforms? Um, I think if you're just starting out, I think it's a little difficult to do, to manage both platforms because the, the, the the algorithms are different, the way they run things, the way you make money, everything is just completely different. Um, my, you know, my best advice is to figure out what your goals are with your streaming and then, Mm -hmm. you know, look at both platforms and figure out which one is going to best meet those goals. For me, for gaming, Twitch by far out blow out blows my uh, YouTube channel out of the water. Yeah. Um, you know, I get so much more interaction uh, with Twitch than I do with YouTube. And But with my family channel, that wouldn't do well on Twitch because that is not really like a Twitch kind of thing. So yeah. it's really like what your goals are, what your channel is about, what your niche is, and then where would it fit the best. Definitely. No, I, I completely agree with that. Completely agree. And like you said, that all the algorithms are different. It's hard work too, um, taking on multiple platforms. Yeah. I mean, I know streamers who do YouTube, they do Twitch, they do TikTok, they do Periscope or they do whatever. Like there's so many different platforms and it's exhausting physically and mentally. It and, is. You know, you have to, you have to remember to take time away from anything streaming related to, <laughs> you know, and I think well, that's I'm a something I have a hard time with because yeah. <laughs> when I'm not streaming, I'm on discord, like, yeah. you know, and I, even though I'm not streaming right now, like I said, I, I, I really try to support those who are. So I try to be in as many 
uh, streams as I can be, even if I can't stay for long. I'm a mod for uh, quite a few people, both on Discord and on their uh, Twitches. And, you know, I just, I want to give back as much as I possibly can, even though I'm not currently streaming. Yeah. And I I think I can speak on behalf of the other streamers that you support. Um, You know, we're super grateful for your support and your friendship too. You've been amazing to both me and so many streamers in like our mutual community as well. And I'm always seeing you around, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Discord, Twitch, like I'm always seeing you, you know, putting the support out there. We're always running into each other everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) I find that with everybody. Like, you know, I I go, you know, check out, you know, a streamer and then I see people that I'm like, I'm like, hey, are you following me? (laughs) Like, what are you doing here? I know. Uh, but it's, it's awesome. I love how everybody's community just kind of like combines into one and like we yeah. just really, everybody just supports everybody. And I, I just, I really love that. Right. And um, we were talking about this with Lady Poopsie in the first episode, how I feel like our communities are just this big, huge bubble and we're all just one huge Twitch family. And like you say, right. we're, we're all just supporting one another. And that's been the most important thing to me is I want to share what I have with my community. I want you guys to make friends with each other and support each other. Like there's no, if if you're going to come by my stream and you're a streamer, I've never once thought, oh, this person's a streamer is going to steal my views or they're going to steal my community. Right. I, I feel like that's an incredibly toxic view on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just I, like, yes, like let's get that support out there. Let's get that affiliate or you know let's help that person towards partner or whatever their goal is i totally agree with that because um you know it's funny like i said when you go into somebody else's uh, stream and you see people that you know and and i love it as somebody who has social anxiety i have a really hard time uh i'm very self-conscious i Mm -hmm. get very nervous talking to people and so when I go into a stream and people are like, listen, I'm like, Oh, I feel so special. I know. <laughs> you know? I know. And one of the things I love about you and Jade, and this is funny cause I can't remember wh- whose stream I was in. I don't remember if it was yours or his, but when we had our COVID scare and uh, we had to go get tested for COVID and I was, I was terrified because my son is extremely high risk. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I had spent the day on and off crying because I was just terrified And I went into one of your streams and I said something and, you know, I, I was very vulnerable at that point. And I just said, I've been crying on and off all day. And then instead of people saying to me, well, you can't get upset until you know what's going on or whatever. I just got spammed with all these hugs and I literally sat at my computer and I just started crying. And I was like, are you serious right now? (laughs) I, I mean, I broke down, I just bawled my eyes out. It was just the most amazing feeling. These people I've never met before. I know that I was having a day and like cared enough to, you know, show, show me some love. But that's the opportunity that we have, you know, that, that we have a chance to make people smile, make people happy make them laugh. Like this is, this feels like that's what my job is. So when I do Mm -hmm. that, I'm, I'm happy myself. Like that's it. I, that's a successful stream in my mind. If I've made someone's day and if someone comes in and they're like, I'm feeling sad today, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, Oh, well, sorry. You know, good luck dealing with that. You know, right. this just, I wouldn't act like that to someone IRL. And yeah. as you mentioned, you know, these people being like family and real friends and stuff like that, like 
I treat people online the same as I would treat people IRL. So I would never just dismiss. Well, that's what I tell my kids too. Like, you know, I've had people tell me, you know, uh, don't, don't get upset in front of your kids. You need to show your kids that you're strong. And I'm like, no, no. I need to show my kids that I have the, cause they're, they're at an age, they're both at an age where they're learning to deal with their emotions. They're, they're yeah. not quite sure how to handle them. I need to show them that, you know, mommy feels the same way sometimes too. And it's Definitely. okay to feel this way. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be, you know, vulnerable. It's not a sign of weakness, but it's how we handle it. Mm-hmm. I was scared to go get those tests done. But I did it anyway, and it's uh, my therapist a long time ago told me, and it's always stuck in my head, is it's that John Wayne quote. It's a, uh, being, what did he say, uh, being scared to death. Courage is being scared to death but saddling up anyway. Yeah. And uh, I'll never forget that because I'm terrified of everything. So oh, um, and I think that's why I love horror, you know, because I can face those fears and uh get that adrenaline rush and be scared and face those fears and feel like you know a superhero you know like the like yeah. hey i did this look at me <laughs> yeah and you feel amazing after it you end up walking away feeling super proud of yourself you know yeah. and and feeling like you can't wait to do it again and that's exactly. incredible so i touched on the uh topic of well vaguely touched on the topic of toxicity um so I'm curious to know, have you experienced much toxicity on YouTube or on Twitch or like drama or anything like that? And sort of what, what do you deal, what do you do to deal with things like that if you do experience it? Um, I haven't dealt with it so much on Twitch, but more so on YouTube. Um, you know, and I haven't been on Twitch for very long. I'm sure it's on Twitch as well, but um on on youtube i had a gaming channel at one point that was called uh rapid pulse gaming it was rpg for short and i did again horror games but they were uh uh ps4 games and i was playing uh the last of us and um you know i was taking my time going through things like really talking you know like i do with resident evil because you have to explore everything and I remember getting comments saying, you know, that I was an awful player and that this was boring and this and that and the other thing. And I ended up quitting that channel because of it. Um, but now I have learned, and we still get it on our family channel sometimes, um, but I've learned to just delete those comments and move on. Like you can't, the good, good outweighs the bad. You can't let it get to yeah. you. I have some wonderful friends that if something really does bother me, I can just go to them and say, hey, Am I being oversensitive on this? Like I did that to Minxie the other day. I messaged her and I was like, Minxie, I have this issue and I don't know if I'm being oversensitive or <laughs> oh, <laughs> if like, I, I should same. really be, you know, and, uh, and, and it's so great to have those friends that I can just be like, hey, I'm feeling like this. Am I overreacting? And, yeah, and yeah. Most of the time I'm not, but it's, you know, I think that, that again, that community is the backbone of, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the streamer, it's the community, you know, they're the backbone of, of everything that we do. And without them, we'll wait a while to do this. Yeah, 100%. And uh, obviously having mods, you know, as a streamer, I yes. feel like it's important to have, um, you know, at least a few different mods, preferably mods who are maybe in different time zones, because yes. you know, not everybody is going to be awake when you're streaming. But my mods, it's just like, yeah, gonna ban and let's move on. <laughs> like I, I get so honored when somebody asks me to be a mod because, like, you know, even if I can't be to every, like, for Kenny, I'm a mod for Kenny, and uh, uh, I told Kenny him, Dreadful? I mess- 
Yes. We so love Kenny. I love Kenny. And I message him. And I'm, I, so I, I have this thing with Kenny when he was playing Alien Isolation. He has this um, this sound alert, the awkward farts. Yeah. And so whenever he was in a vent or in a, a cabin, uh, like a locker, I would do the awkward fart thing. <laughs> and, you know, that was just – or I'd just do the, the run sound effect or whatever. And uh, so when he played Resident Evil 8 – I wasn't in his streams because I'm still playing it. Yeah. And so I messaged him and I was like, I'm so sorry I'm not in your streams. Like I felt really, really guilty because that's a huge responsibility to me. And he understood. He was completely fine. And then when I came back, I didn't have enough coins to be able to do all of those sound effects that I normally do. And he calls them curse coins. Mm-hmm. And so I did one or two and I said, I'm back. And then, uh, you know, he said, do as many as you want. I said, I can't. I need more curse coins. Do my awkward farts. And he got the biggest kick out of that. <laughs> but to me, if I can't be in someone's stream, it literally bugs me. I get anxious because I feel like that is such a huge responsibility that somebody has given me. And I take yeah. it very seriously. And if I can't be there, I'll message the person and say, hey. You know, I'm not going to be there. You know, I'm sorry, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, but it is very important to me. Yeah. No, that's it. I mean, I don't – I wouldn't be upset whatsoever if any of my mods could make it. I mean, I have quite a, a big handful of mods now, and not all of them can make it. Um, I'm never in a position where I'm upset. Like, I'm just grateful if they can come by. It's the same with non, non-mod non viewers. I'm just right. grateful if people come by. If they can't – that's fine too. You know, people have their own lives. You know, they might be streaming themselves or modding. If, if you're a wiki, for instance, and you're modding for like the entirety of Twitch. Um. <laughs> Love you, well, I'll never forget my uh, affiliate stream, uh, celebration stream when we had, uh, we, I did Dixper for the first time and my yeah. audio was all wonky and everything. And in comes Wookie and he's like, here, I'm going to oh, fix it I, for I you. I was like, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, Wookie is the Wookie is the savior. To be quite honest, like he's remote it, like remote accessed my PC a couple of times in the past too. Um, yeah. I know that any technical question I have or issue I have, I could ask Wookie and instantly he'll just have an answer for it and he'll fix it. <laughs> well, that that you know it's funny because that happened to me. So uh, like a week or so after that issue happened, I had another issue. And uh, I couldn't um, – I have two – so I have Wookie and I have another friend who um, uh, helps me with a lot of my VR stuff. And I couldn't get a hold of my other friend, so I, I messaged Wookie. And I was like, uh, I, I have another problem. <laughs> I need your help. Please. And he's like, what's the problem? And then he did the same thing. He wrote access to my computer, and he was like, oh, okay, this is the problem. And I was like, all right, cool. It's probably because you didn't smudge the porch. <laughs> I know. I got to smudge the porch. So smudging the porch comes from uh, me, again, being – most of my stuff comes from me being stupid and not doing things <laughs> right, making mistakes. But uh, Streamer life. So, I know. So I was going into a house, um, and I had the smudge stick in my hand. And I, as I was coming up to the door, I went to push the V key to talk, and I accidentally hit the F key, and it lit the smudge stick. And I was like, well, I'm just going to smudge the porch. And uh, ever since then, that has become now it's good luck to smudge the porch either before or after <laughs> a hunt. And I, keep, I always feel bad. I, I feel bad doing it before the, the hunt because I'm like, well, what if we need the smudge sticks and I wasted it <laughs> smudging the porch? You know, like. Oh, dear. Well... I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious. And I just think that Phasmo, I swear I should have made this just a Phasmo podcast, honestly, (laughs) because the first episode, Lady Poopsie and I were talking about Phasmo towards the end. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, Fuzmo, there's just been so many like ridiculous and silly but amazing memories that we've all created playing together and whatnot on Fuzmo. I just think it's so it's so funny how these things have caught on. And I think that's amazing with Twitch. You know, you, it, as soon as you do something silly or you do something embarrassing, you know damn right that your viewers are going to hold on to that and make it something. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, now we've got, uh, so my things now are, oh, I was typing something in um, uh, a chat, and I, I meant to say, mmm, chocolate, but it auto-corrected, and it said mommy chocolate, so now mommy chocolate's a thing. <laughs> mommy chocolate. Um, are we talking about red tape? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we were just, you know, it's so funny, because it was me, I think it was me, Vigilant and Macy, and we were just talking about something, and I said, mmm, chocolate, and they sent it, and didn't think anything of it, and it came out as mommy chocolate. Mommy chocolate. So now mommy chocolate's a thing and, uh, you know, we've got the binder joke and, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do love that binder joke. <laughs> that very extra girthy binder. Yeah, so now we have girthy games in my Discord every week. Um, it has nothing to do with binders, ironically. But <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, dear. Yeah, no, re honestly, Res 8 has been so amazing, though. <laughs> I'm thinking about Res 8. I know. I, I you know... I'm I'm such a huge Resident Evil fan. Like I, I've been playing it since it first came out when I was 13, and I have all the games, all the movies. Um, and my absolute favorite was Seven because I got to play it in VR, and Resident Evil in VR is just mind. Yeah. Oh my and, goodness! Uh, I bet that's terrifying. I, well, it, you know what it is, but it's so cool at the same time. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, I believe RE8 will be coming out for VR next year when the PSVR 2 comes out. Mm -hmm. So um, I have a lot of friends who aren't even going to play until it comes out till, uh, on VR. But I have just gotten into it, like, and I'm still at the beginning where I've just gotten out of the mansion. So, like, I haven't I, – I have been avoiding everybody's streams because I don't want to know what happens. No. Oh, you are in for a treat. I will just say that and leave it there. <laughs> I've heard, uh, you know, amazing things. And everybody's really been good about not spoiling it for me, right? too, because, you know, that's, Honestly, that's really important. I've been really surprised at that, too. Like, I have, I've barely had any issues with, like, backseeing or spoilers when I'm playing. Fair, mm -hmm. fair I've, I've come across a few on Twitter. Um, but, I mean, a social media, so kind of impossible, more or less, to avoid things like right. that. But yeah, I've been really impressed um, and just had such a great time. And I'm feeling emotional that it's coming to an end. I'm like that with all the Resident Evils. That's why I play. I've played Resident Evil 7 so many times and it still like catches me by surprise sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's just such an, I love Resident Evil so much. Like it's just, it's such a great franchise. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like new to the franchise too. I played a little bit of 7 as part of a charity fundraiser I did in 2018. But that's literally it in regards to experience. So jumping into Res 8, I was so scared and so nervous. Um, but it's been such a different experience for me that I've been, I, I've, I've been craving for so long and I didn't realize I was craving. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So I'm like, whoa, I want to play more of this. Right, and well, like with my ADHD, I can't, like at first, I when I started Twitch, I was like, I'm only going to play Phasmo because I apps like I was terrified when I first started Phasmo, yeah. but now it's become an addiction, and right. I, can't, I play it every day, all day long, and I can't, thank God it's not on mobile because you know, I can, my <laughs> family would never see me again, but, um, 
but yeah, I mean, I play it so much, and then I kind of, like, yesterday I sat down to play it, and I'm kind of like, you know, I don't, I'm not feeling it, you know, and then I didn't know what to play, so I'm kind of, like, scrolling through my games, and I played a little RE8, but I didn't really, because my kids are homeschooled, I didn't really have the focus for that at that point, yeah. and that's when today I got up, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to play it in VR, and it, it's totally like playing a completely different game. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of got that scared feeling all over again because I was in Tanglewood and I was terrified. And I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God, the prison with Dixburg. Could you imagine? Like, oh, <laughs> it would just be insane. Yes. So, so, and all the background like noises a, in the prison. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. And it's it, like I said, everything sounds like it's right behind you or right next yeah. to you. Oh, and the funny thing is I saw my breath. And I, I do this every time I play this in VR. And I actually was like, did I see my breath? And I literally physically breathed out again, thinking that I was going <laughs> to see my breath because you're so immersed into the game. Yeah. And I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Um, so I am curious to know, has there been any games that you've played that have uh, scared you to the point where you've stopped playing them? Um, I have not found one yet. Um, okay. I, you know, when I first started playing Phasmo, I was like, I put that headset, it was gifted to me and I, I put that headset on and I was like, what have I gotten myself into? But most of the time when it's that scary, I, I look it up on YouTube and I, I kind of like I did with Phasmo. I'm like, okay, what, you know, like I looked up beginner's guide to phasmophobia and, you know, I learned about the difference between a manifestation and a hunt which yeah. saves me a lot. <laughs> um, how to use the tools properly. And once you kind of get the basics of what you're supposed to be doing, it's still scary, but it's more manageable. You're prepared um, a bit, aren't you? So Exactly. I mean, you're still going to get scared, but you're, you're, your mind is in a little bit more of a, a better place. And so uh, I do that with most of my games. If I go in and I'm terrified, I just like I look up basically hmm. like a beginner's guide so I can get the basics down and kind of be able to at least – defend myself a little bit yeah no that makes sense I've, I've never thought of doing that actually it's a really good idea there hasn't really been many games that i've like dropped because i've been too scared i say well res 7 definitely scared me and i didn't return to that but i, I wouldn't necessarily say it was because it was too scary i think i just um i did it as part of the fundraiser and then just didn't i think i just moved on to something else at the time so I just didn't return to it, but yeah, well, I have a, I have a bunch of games that I haven't finished yet, like uh, Paranormal Activity. I have not finished yet. Yeah. Alien Isolation. I haven't finished yet, only because I got into them and I was like, oh, these are so good. I should save them for stream, and I stopped playing them so mm -hmm. that I could save them for stream. Because yeah, I could play them by myself and then stream them, but I find my first initial reactions are usually the funniest yeah so it's like i really want everybody to see me experiencing it for the first time where i literally have no idea what's coming at me definitely definitely um i was gonna say something but now i've completely forgotten i have that effect on people <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was just i was gonna say something but i've forgotten um oh yeah alien isolation that's what i was gonna say alien isolation I feel like that game took me like three years to finish. It, it wasn't actually yeah. three years, but it just felt like a ridiculously long game. <laughs> I keep so. getting stuck. So, like, uh, I did watch Kenny play that one. And, um, you know, 
I, I kept getting stuck. Like, I made it to, like, the space station, and I'm in this, like, this hub. It's almost like a, like an airport-looking thing. Yeah. And then I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do next. And I was like – and then someone gave me a hint, and they were like, go in the kitchen and look on the floor. Did. And there was, a, a like, a hatch you could open to go down. And I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do. I was like, that's a game I need to stream because I need the help from chat because I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. This is why I get anxious sometimes to play puzzle games because I am not the brightest crayon in a box. And I feel like what I get confused and stuck on is always really obvious to other people. <laughs> I feel like an idiot. I'm the same way. I'm, I have a really good VR friend that plays a lot of puzzle games and I'll watch him play and I swear he's got the patience of a saint because I sit there <laughs> and I'm like, I would have given up by now and he's still yeah. going at it. 45 minutes in, he's still, and I'm like, yeah, no, I would have given up by now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, me and Lady Poopsie, we touched on Outlast in the last episode. And fair enough, mm-hmm. it's not really a, a puzzle game as such. But I just gave up with it because it just annoyed me. I did have the patience to keep doing the same part over and over. I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, okay, bye. <laughs> My husband's like, that the res. The Resident Evil puzzle games, like the Mansion, uh, the very first Resident Evil that came out. Yeah. Um, you know, I that's I love that game, and he hates the running back and forth. You go outside, you find an object, you got to come back in, and you mm-hmm. know, like he, I love that. Um, I'm not good at it, but I love that it really makes me think, as well as yeah. tells me a really good story and keeps me intrigued. And then you think it's about to end, and then they're like, oh nope, we got something else coming. Yeah. And I love that as well. But I feel like the difference between, say, Resident Evil and Outlast, for instance, is that in Resident Evil, you're always making progress. Even if you're going back and forth to the same places, you know, you're always making progress, putting two objects together and it makes a key or it makes a this. And, you know, you're always sort of moving forward and you need little pieces bit by bit to, to progress. I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, and I've never played Outlast, so I don't. I know she said that it scared her. I watched your, uh, or I listened to your podcast with Poopsie, and I know yeah. she said it scared her. I've never played it, so I don't know. Um, but I've had a lot of people tell me that they want to see me play The Exorcist uh, and things. So people are now trying to challenge my fear, fear okay. factor, my fear level. Um, to see if they can find a game that scares me. And it's not that these games don't scare me. Um, they do scare me, but they don't scare me enough to put it away. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I've never screamed during playing a game aside from FNAF, which was hilarious. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but you know, it's it's. I like the games that tell stories. I like the games that have, you know, you have a specific goal in mind. You have a purpose. Um, the backstories I feel make the games more scary Yeah, because, definitely. you know, like paranormal activity was terrifying. Just all of a sudden you'd be walking down the hall and all of a sudden things would change. And I was like, what's going on? Why is everything all red and shaking? And like, you oh. know, I didn't, I, you know yeah. um, and you have to get through that to get to another part. Oh, and I was playing, um, I wanted to mention this to you cause I don't know if I was hearing things, but I was playing, um, a phasma earlier in VR, and uh, I had a ghost in uh, the kid's bedroom. And I swear to God, as I was walking out, the light started flashing, and I heard a little girl laughing. And I was like, am, am I hearing things? Like, is this new thing they've <laughs> added to this game? Because I know the singing every once in a while you get. Yeah. And I swear to God, I heard a little girl laughing, scared the crap out of me. I ran out of the house as fast as I could. Oh, I was my like, goodness. I never heard it again after that. So I was like, um, 
is this something new that they've added to the test I, that I'm not aware of? Yeah, I've rarely, I've rarely heard that, but I think I have heard it before. I do think it's relatively new. The, the, the weirdest okay. thing that I've experienced in, in Phasma was when I was stuck into the spirit box one time and I was like, how old are you? And it responded kid. And I was like, what? Since when can the spirit box say kid? I was amazed. I was like, I've never yes. heard that before. Yes. They normally say child. Yeah. But I often have them lie to me. They'll tell me a child and they'll appear and they'll be an adult. The big and butcher, I'll yell man. At them and I'll tell them that they're a liar. <laughs> you are not an adult. You are a liar. And then, uh, but and that then... is where another. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that is where uh, another uh, joke has come from because I was playing one time on stream and I couldn't get the ghost to appear. And I had Hershey's chocolates on my desk, Hershey Kisses, and I held it up to the camera and I said, if you show yourself, I'll give you a chocolate. And the ghost had told me and it was an adult or it said it was old. And when it appeared, it was that little girl with no face. And um, Mm -hmm. so now there's a joke that I lure um, little children ghosts with chocolate into my white van. Um, yeah, so that's... <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't laugh at that, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but she said she was old. <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, that's what I was, um, I was going to mention earlier. Like, you then ask the Ouija board, like, how old are you? And they'll say two or something. And then it's the yep. big butcher dude or so. It's like, you're not two. Or it's the <laughs> old lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Honestly, Fazbo is just so amazing, though. Um, I will admit, I'm starting to feel like a little bit of a burnout on it, which is why I've been so interested in Res Village and, you know, playing other games. Um, but I still will always have yeah. a love for Phasma, even if I need to take a bit of a break. So, Yeah, that's why I didn't want to, like, niche myself down too much to just mm-hmm. Phasma. I wanted to be, you know, I am a horror variety streamer and mm-hmm. uh, I mainly play Phasma, but I also play other things as well. Yeah. And that's pretty much the same as as me too. Um, I initially was like, yeah, I'm going to be... I think it's when I was playing Final Fantasy fourteen. I was like, yes, I'm a Final Fantasy fourteen streamer. When I was playing Phasma, yes, I'm a Phasma streamer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do feel like it's important right. to not limit yourself to that one game. Um, unless like mm-hmm. it's an eSport thing, but that's totally different. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's totally normal to get burnout. It's totally normal to, you know, get bored of a game for a while and go away from it and then come back to it a bit later. Like, that's fine. It's, right. it's your channel and well, make what, the content that you enjoy. Right. Well, that's why I, you know, I put it out there. Do you guys want to see me, you know, play some VR on this channel as well? Because, you know, playing the same game over and over again can even get bored for the audience as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people have been asking me about Phasmo and VR and I'm like, why not just show them? Like, <laughs> yeah. what am I, why do I have two separate channels? You know, I always try to keep the two platforms separate, but I mean, at the end of the day, if people want to watch it, I'll stream it, you know? Um, and it, it's not as, is personal as playing on the PC because I, instead of sitting at my desk, I'm standing up and you can't see my face cause it's covered with the, uh, the Oculus, but at the same time, you get kind of a different view into something else. So that's why I want to do both because I want that personal, almost face-to-face time. Yeah. But also, you know, show people who've never played VR what it's all about. Definitely, definitely. And I'm excited for you to come back. I'm excited to see some of the new uh, content. I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited to stock up on dicks per crates. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but oh, yeah, it's going to be a whole new thing now. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you for having me. Of course. We'll have to do it again soon. Um, but yeah, if you just want to remind the listeners where they can find you, your Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter links. Okay, so you can find me on YouTube at Lissa underscore VR. You can find me on Twitter at Plays underscore VR. And you can find me on Twitch at Lissa underscore Plays. Awesome. And you guys should definitely check out Lisa. She's amazing, super supportive. And yeah, if you're a fan of VR content and horror content, then I would 100% recommend. So thank you so much, Lisa. And uh, I will you, see Laurie. you guys. I appreciate it. Yes, me too. I will see you guys in the next episode. Okay, bye. Thank you.